Now the shotgun start in golf is full of mathematics. Um, there's a lot of a lot of setup work that we have to do in order to make a tournament work. So I'm going to demonstrate to you just exactly how we do a shotgun start here. And here we go. All right, all right, all right. Gentlemen, start your engine. Greetings and welcome to a Monday edition of the Shotgun Start. It is. February 1st! Andy, how we doing? Things are back to normal, Brendan. <laughs> February 1st, recording on a 1st. I didn't give you your Brendan off the top, but... I mean, what a, the content gods just gave us a January, uh, late January snowstorm, per se. As most yeah. of the country has been just yeah. blanketed in snow. I wouldn't know. It's been oh, yeah. 75 and sunny every day where I am. But Yeah, you're a soft little millennial. You fled your natural habitat for warmer climes because you couldn't hang. hang. You know, Now you're down in the swamp. And uh, as people saw on the Instagram live show today, you, are, you might have been in the swamp too long. You've taken on this pro golfer mindset. Oh, you may God. be filing articles for PGATour.com here this week. <laughs> Change your Twitter handle to the PGA Tour Andy or something like that. I, I we'll see what's coming here in this recording. I don't know if you're you've been corrupted. You've been in the swamp what two weeks, and here you are. Just but, just because uh, I'm not out for blood, and I I can see that there might be some nuance to a situation. That's not true. Oh, for God's sakes, nuance. There's a difference between bloodlust and just opening your eyes to the to the what's happening what has happened and who has done it and just listening to the testimony the expert testimony of lanto even for god's sakes when you're going softer than ian baker effing finch and jim nance and they're like come on we have a very matter of fact issue here and we got you know you're you and uh, andy tackett over there pga tour andy oh. you know just start you know you better get in. You better get into HQ before they raise the drawbridge. You know, tomorrow morning they, they don't want the reeds coming. You better get get into the fortress. Go home to the fortress here. Um, no, no, it's good. No it's matter great. What, how much you poke me, how much you know the moat, ver verbal moat. verbal hatred that I got my my sister who doesn't even watch golf tuned into the Instagram live and texted me after said wow you really got people riled up about you know <laughs> pretty good no the january snowstorm i will maintain the what you're talking about with january i will maintain like q1 is a sneaky just absolutely loaded with just controversy and explosions of i don't know drama content the last several years this is a trend now i don't know if we just get fatigued by it and later in the year but you're talking like the l2 can stuff blew up you know sergio in saudi arabia it just sort of there's a lot of stuff that that get, gets bubbled up uh, in Q1. The Hawaii, and I, the Hawaiian missile crisis of uh, 2018. Yeah. <laughs> the Gulf Channel strike. There's just a lot of like odds and ends, uh, you know, weird things that happen in Q1. I maintain that the good stuff really happens in these first like six to seven. A warlord back, playing but... in the Bob Hope becoming an annual <laughs> tradition. 
Yeah, guys, just led killing gains. That whole thing. Anyways, it was uh, an eventful weekend. I, I gotta be honest. I mean, just full disclosure. I'm, I'm like on my last legs here. End of the weekend. I, I poured myself a cup of Bixby after 9 p.m. Um, because this was like just riding high, an absolute high Saturday night golf Twitter. I mean, you guys were at your absolute best. I don't know that I've seen it this good, even including majors. I couldn't, it was like a drug. I remember I was texting with several friends, even one, uh, Tron Carter, no, he's like, I had to go to dinner, get away. I was like, I couldn't stop refreshing. I was the same way. Just one thing after another, there's new twists, new turns. There's the Rory, uh, the Rory kind of similarity coming in late Saturday. It was just at all time, a great weekend to be a golf a Twitter consumer and everybody brought it rose to the occasion. So, so props to you here. It's been a long weekend snowstorm. I got my, my, you know, activities out in the snow with the kids in and, and here we are, we got to go through it. Where should we start? I think we uh, start with the actual Patrick Reed wins. He wins by five by five. Yeah. Pretty impressive win. But with this win, there will forever be an asterisk. Yep. From uh, yep. from Dropgate, Embedgate. <laughs> embedded Ballgate. You know that uh, Will Knights this morning got suspended from Twitter? <laughs> no! He, what? He tweeted something with... No! He, 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 um, he, oh, my God. He rhymed embed with behead and got suspended. <laughs> oh, no. Oh, no. Poor Will. He's the nicest human being on earth. This is... Oh, my God. And it was all a tongue-in-cheek joke, and he got suspended from Twitter. <laughs> Where is he now? Is he back, or is I he think, on Parlor talking about back. golf? Trying to get... I think he's back. Oh, okay. I don't think he's right. gone to Parlor. We, we should go to Parlor and talk golf, see, see what happens. See what happens? Yeah. Just, just normal straight golf takes in parlor. Um, I uh, that's that's interesting. Yeah. Okay. So sorry for the diversion. Great. The early diversion. No, it was. I didn't. I was totally. Uh, that was uh, news breaking to me. Um. All right. Where do you want to start? Why, so why, don't, you, why don't you run down everything that happened on Saturday? Sunday, we heard a lot about resiliency. And what was he resi- resilient from? I don't even know if that's a verb. I'm using it. What was his resiliency? Where did that come from? What did he, what was he bouncing back from? Does his dog kicked or was, you know, did he get in a car accident and, you know, have injuries to overcome? No. Here's what happened on Saturday. Tenth hole, hits out of a fairway bunker. Ball bounces once on a uh, did, high ground. Did he know the ball bounced? Path. No, we're just talking about what reality, okay. what ha- in fact happened. The ball bounced and then lands in the rough. Uh, he approaches it, in my opinion, this is where he, he gets pretty far afield from the Rory situation, with sort of a his mind made up, with a, a very deliberate, he approached it deliberately. Uh, as if he'd had a decision tree, a flow chart for the entire day. It's ball in hand in the fairway, and it's still a little damp. And I think a part of his calculus, part of his flow chart, is every time he went off the fairway, could he get embedded ball relief? Because he was shouting at this volunteer who 
was thrown under the bus, then driven over, reversed over again, driven over again. I rewatched the Amanda Valionis interview right before this from Saturday. Good Lord, he just put it all on that volunteer. So he's shouting at the volunteer from 15, 20 feet. Did it bounce? Did it bounce? Like already wheels are turning, in my opinion. Now this is this is subjective. Doesn't this, seem we're like you're into, just giving the facts. You're we're just, mixing you're, a little. Seems like you're mixing you're a little putting, editorial yeah. here. <laughs> mixing in a little editorial. Ball bounces. He gets up there, starts futzing around with it. Like it's, you know, he quickly picks it up. Leans, apparently, looks like he leaned with a bit of force into wherever the ball had been in the ground. Haphazardly just kind of flips it over the side, three, four, five, six feet away. You know, shouts to his playing partners. Shout, then gets a rules official involved. Playing partners are, you know, not as experienced. Not guys who would tell him to take it, shove it. It was Robbie Shelton, Will Gordon. New guys, right? Some guys maybe you know, not in a position to tell Patrick Reed to, you know, maybe you're getting too far ahead of yourself here. And uh, he gets embedded ball relief. I know I'm jumping all over the facts. What is it? What do you want to point out here? He threw it to the side. We're now two, two days later. Comes guy, Brad Fable, Brett Fable. I don't remember. His last name's Fable. Comes over. He's a dick to the Fable. A total a dick. asshole. Which you know, he's like, well, what, that's that's how you'd expect. That's that's the only thing you could do. That's that's how you'd check to see if it was embedded, right? You know, when he asked him, "Is it okay if I put my finger in what could have been the the divot?" And he led and more editorializing here. He led Fable into a decision where, like, there was really only one decision he could have made. So we heard about how he did things textbook and perfectly. Like he led, he walked him down that road. There was really little he could do at that point. He'd almost like lift, cleaned, and placed his ball in another part of the rough at that point. And we don't know what the condition of the turf was when he found his ball. We don't know if it was the same as when Fable arrived. Fable felt some lip. and so, Fable seemed quite confused when he goes, what? What do you want me to do? What's going on? Yeah. Like, oh. Where, where's the ball? And, <laughs> and Reed's like, oh, I'm looking for a better ball. Like as if Fable was supposed to know, like this was just a textbook thing or a, you know, an intuitive thing that had happened. And I don't know. I, I, he gets the he gets the ruling. Review shows clear evidence it bounced. Patrick Reed later implicates himself, saying it could ball cannot be embedded off a of bounce. Um, he says that in multiple interviews, I think with Todd Lewis, I think he said it maybe on CBS, but I know he said it on Todd, to Todd Lewis golf channel. What, what am I missing here on the facts? We could talk about all the full fallout gets no penalty. Only, gets up the and only down thing the you're missing is golf facts, but we'll talk about golf facts. later. Oh, well that's a separate circus <laughs> on the side. Um, yeah. All right. So you give him the facts. So no penalty. He gets, gets the drop and he goes about his merry way. The internet, up and down internet blows up. All right. Yeah. You know, obviously, the track record with Patrick Reed is not good. Uh, that's a that's a substantive point. I, I I know. I'm just I'm getting facts out. And, no, uh, I know. So I know. Track record with Patrick Reed is not good. And and for all the people that commented, if this was any other player, it'd be a non non story. That's true, but. It's not any other player. It's Patrick Reed, who has we all witnessed cheat at um, the hero. 
down in the Bahamas. Uh, we have Peter Costas, who has been on the record saying he cheated. Big weekend for Peter Costas. Paul Casey went in and Patrick Reed sort of, you know, vindicating all the Costas sort of uh, past testimony. But go ahead. All right. So it's just a situation where everybody's primed to jump on somebody, right? I don't know about that. I don't. I, yeah, of course, everybody's watching Reed like a hawk. More, but it was funky. The procedure was funky. All right, I'm it was just, weird how he called in weird. an official. It was strange. It, the thing that I take most exception to is the fact that he moved the ball. Yeah, that that's the only thing that I, that I can say. And I'm I am not a Patrick Fe- Reed fan. I am not somebody that's on Reed Island. I've never been a habitant. <laughs> I I don't like the guy at all. I, I've said some very mean things about Patrick Reed. He's not a good human being in my eyes. All right? But in this situation, I have a hard time just going ballistic about this because there's no, like, with what he was working with and what I saw, there's nothing that tells me, like, he blatantly broke the rules. Like, you can say... It looks like he leans forward and pushes it in. And believe me, I believe he probably did something. He probably did, but I'm not sure he did. And and that's where I have a struggle going all out on this guy. Like, he called the rules official. He should never have moved the ball. And that, that to me, because, like, how do you tell if a ball is embedded if the ball's not there? Right. Um, and, and that's the one and thing. And also after he played with the ground quite well, a bit. That's Test. all subjective. You don't know. There wasn't a camera. You can't see exactly what happened with the ground, you know? And, like, I, I get it. And, I and like, part of me thinks, like, that's exactly what he did. Or he saw another pitch mark and he, and he showed him that pitch mark. Like, I don't know. Like, when I first watched it, because but I it, missed it live. When I first, I've watched this thing like 10 times. And when I first watched it, first few times I watched it, I didn't think he even marked it. But then I realized he marked it. Well, like, see. so my first, yeah. th- my first thought was like, why the fuck didn't he mark it? But the fact he moved the ball is obviously very, but I'm just saying, I don't think this, people are putting this into the same sphere as, as the hero. It's not at all. Because, like, there isn't clear video evidence that says he cheated. And the fact that the rules official came over and basically... There's clear video evidence that it bounced. Well, th- he and so it could not have been embedded. But he didn't... Therefore. Know, but at the time, he didn't know that. That's the thing. Is that at the time, when he went... Well, he seemed pretty sure of it. The way he picked it up and just moved about his business. Rory had the same thing happen. No, but Rory's ball, it sounds like, went up and right how, back yeah, okay. down into his pitch How are ball. you going to prove that? And how are you going to prove that Reed's didn't do that? Like, this is, like, the thing. Because Reed's bounced forward, the angle of the camera. It bounced forward. All right, but, so this is just my my overarching point. I, Not a good look for Rory either, by the way. Not a good look for the tour. No. It's just all looks no, terrible. This is the problem. The tour is the problem. That... They have these rules officials out there that just go drive around and do whatever the players want. You know, it goes back to Sung Kang and Joel Damon. 
a few years ago yeah. at, at the Quicken Loan. Was that the Quicken Loans? That was at your yeah, tournament. Yeah, TPC Potomac. Yeah, it's <laughs> where the uh, the playing partner is apoplectic about the the drop that he's taking, and the rules official doesn't do anything about it. Like, it, you know, yeah. this is the thing, is that the, the rules officials are out there to just basically just, you know, give the players whatever they want instead of protecting the field. And that's their job is to protect the field. Now, Patrick Reed, this situation, I think the rules official was put in a really, really bad place. And the rules official probably should have said, since you moved your ball, I can't tell you if it was embedded or not. So you're going to have to put it back to where it was. You know, and that's what the t- rules official response should have been. Um, I thought the rules official, the circumstances he came upon were pretty unorthodox, and Patrick Reed well, kind of walked him down. To he did, the and he should. He had to. But make. this is the thing: your rules officials shouldn't have that happen to them. They should, you know, they should be trained in some. Like you can't just let a player just tell you what it is. Like if a player's telling you everything. Like, if you don't get anything yeah. from anybody else, you're just getting one side of the story. It'd be like asking the guy who murdered somebody, hey, did you murder this person? And not asking anybody else what happened. Okay. If they have okay. video, he didn't go to video. Like, this, it wouldn't have taken very long. They had video at CBS. They could run it right then. It's just, to me, this is more of a failure on the tour. And the officials Pat- and their general attitude and philosophy towards r- conducting championships. It's not championship golf, actually. I, I, I'm sorry I even use the term championships because this it's is just a pure entertainment bullshit golf product that, you know, isn't even entertaining because they've, they've hamstrung the t- broadcast partners, which I'm sure we're going to get into. Yeah. into a situation where you can't possibly provide a good golf product. And it, the, the players are just so – it's just so frustrating to watch. It's just golf fans get treated like shit every single week with the exception of, of like three events a year that are none of which are run by the PGA Tour. <laughs> what do you think this David Shedlowski tweet? today with gambling now on scene pga this get into a little bit to your rules officials issues with gambling now on scene pga tour needs new local rule no ball in hand under any circumstances except for lift clean and place in the fairway if you need to lift a ball though identify and bunker rough etc call official or play partner over to observe like shouldn't that already be the rule i mean are you okay with that or no you think guys well patrick reed tried to call on pace of play uh you know it's a pace of play issue we pick it up all the time i, I none of this seems to pass the smell test i think context i'm sorry i think context does matter here and that it was patrick reed and it, his behavior approaching the ball does matter and i i think like had we not had a camera there showing a clear bounce who knows how many times he was doing this, how many times he's done this in general when it, you have a damp day. And anytime he's off the fairway, figuring out how to take embedded ball relief. It was so bizarre how he was like, did it bounce at, 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 the, uh, at the volunteer, trying to eliminate kind of eliminate contradictory testimony or evidence at the scene, right? Like as, if, as soon as he understands that the volunteer can't contradict them, you know, he can quickly 
sort of move along his decision tree of going the embedded ball route and getting himself a better lie in the rough. It feels like that is sort of an MO that happens when there's damp conditions uh, and we know it's often damp uh, on the PGA Tour. That It's a, something that he's done and could have done many times this week alone when the cameras weren't there to catch the bounces. That, I think, context does matter when we are looking at this entire situation. Now, does that mean I can outright black and white say he cheated in the way that maybe I did, you could at the Hero World Challenge? Uh, no, but... For him to be praised for his procedure, I'm not, he did I'm not a textbook him at and all. perfect. It's like suggesting, you know, I, I use the term <laughs> not to get the Will Knight's territory. Like you see, like somebody got somebody behead somebody, but oh, his, his procedure was textbook. His technique on the chop was textbook. He still did something wrong here because the ball was not, in fact, embedded by Reed's own testimony, by Reed's own admission. It could not have been embedded because it bounced. The fact that he didn't know that it bounced, it doesn't matter for this analysis. It could not have been embedded. And whatever he had, he ended up getting a lot better. And the procedure was super haphazard. The fact that he was sort of might have stayed within these gray area guardrails because Rory's done it. And maybe that's the thing that sort of new age rules. You're able to just sort of pick it up and keep going. I I don't know that that helps him at all in this phase. I don't think that he, there's much here. Can we get back to the bigger point instead of restating yeah. the facts here? I'm not restating facts. I'm telling you why the context matters that it was Patrick Reed and not somebody else. So this is, you know, golf's always been this game of honor and they've held on to this game of honor. They came up with this tradition that it was a game of honor so long ago before they were playing for millions of dollars. But who knows what that means? Yeah, like, that's just a uh, well, like, okay, I mean, it's a game back like, when the Parks and the Morrises would play challenge matches, the fans would step on the, the, the you know, opposing balls like, you know, and, and play as it lies. But there are all kinds of shenanigans, all, all, you know, but here's like the thing is that Patrick Reed's not the only one out there taking advantage of all the rules. He's just sure. He's just the probably the most well-known player that's out there taking yeah. advantage of rules. There are a lot of guys, I not a lot, but I bet there are a handful of guys out there who take advantage mm-hmm. of the rules in similar veins of Patrick Reed, week in and week out. And that's where like what Dave Shalowski said, there needs to be some and I don't want it to slow down the game. I, I hate when they call over a rules official to take a cart path drop. You know, I think that's just slows down things. Like you got to know how yeah. to, and I think there's a balance here, but like when you're, when you're determining a embedded ball, it's probably a good thing to have at least a playing partner over there to say, right. you know what? I think this is, or I know that what I don't think this is. Like, at least somebody within plain sight. There wasn't anybody within 50 yards of him. He was on high ground. He didn't really give him opportunity, yeah. even if they had He moved one. the ball out of there before. And, and that's where it comes back to, like, well, everything points to, yeah, he, you know, given his track record here, like, you want to believe it. But, like, the that's the hard thing. It's, like, the, where I have trouble is, like, I have trouble just saying, like, he blatantly, like, he called the official over, which I think, like, I'm surprised he called the official even over. Like, why didn't he just take the drop like Rory did? 
he definitely called more attention to himself. With yeah. So thing, like, this right? is I mean, this I, is part of like where I'm a little bit conflicted with this. Like, why did he call the official? Because like we saw, Rory just took the drop. You know, like why didn't right. he just take the drop? Nobody would have said anything about it. I don't think if he would have just taken the drop. I'm not trying to like excuse Rory, but like, I kind of I. I implicitly trust i i agree rory if the i trust rory's word that he looked at it and it was embedded and it was embedded and he moved forward with it but i, I don't think he was like asking the volunteers like 20 feet away and, and move you know like he he had already premeditatedly like gone down that path until he got there looked at it and was like oh shit this is embedded now i'm not trying to excuse him it just seems like like getting back to the larger point with which you were, I think you were just going down this road. Is like this game of honor stuff. Like, it's not the only person. He's the most visible mm-hmm. right now, the most notorious, and the most. Uh, I, I honestly, I know a lot of people are like the the counterpunching. Like this is just Twitter bloodlust, right? Uh, people out to go off on Patrick Reed, but like, like CBS did a whole segment yeah. with Frank Nabilo, Nick Faldo, Ian Baker, Finch, Jim Nance. Opti- Johnny, like, I'm sorry. This isn't bloodlust. Like the, the, these are pretty down the middle, like uh, tempered folks that clearly have an issue with what went on. There's there's other players that are talking about it. it Seems like Randall Chambly was, you know, who can, you know, throw some bombs, but was talking and said like I've talked to several Hall of Fame players tonight. They're like adamant that they've never seen that the the way that what just happened. Like that that is very extraordinary. Um, so. It's, I, I kind of dismiss the counterpunching. This is just a bunch of people on Twitter out for, you know, to be excessive. But it does give off this air of like. I think it's just time for the tour. Rules don't the tour matter. has to figure out what it wants to be, because totally you cannot have this this betting culture. We've talked a ton about this. With the with the illegal drivers, CT machine mostly, yeah. I mean, you talk, goes, talked about this two years ago. Yeah. Now we've been hit, hitting hammering this. So you know you can't have this both ways here. Like there needs to be strict enforcement on performance enhancing drugs. There, I we I this was exactly where I was going down. Exactly, there needs to be yes. strict uh, regulations in terms of rules, like. There can't be a subset of players that is that are going out of their way to use the rules to their advantage all the time and then have players and in this case Rory's kind of caught in the crosshairs but not so long ago we remember him you know we we covered it at the PGA saying his lie he got was too good and he needed a worse lie he didn't feel comfortable yeah. with what happened so I think there needs to be some sort of, and it's not, you know, you're always going to have the people that are trying to take advantage of the rules, but they can't take advantage of them to the extremes that they're doing. You can't have Sung Kang taking a drop a hundred yards ahead of where he should have. And if, especially when it's, you know, Joel Damon seemingly seems to be one of the easiest guys to get along with on tour. Like if he's, up in arms, but also and, speaks his mind yeah, if he sees something and, and yeah. going nuts about it. You can't let the guy drop it a hundred yards ahead. Patrick Reed right. cannot move a golf ball and claim it was embedded. And, and 
you have video that you can easily get to. Like these things can't happen when you're having millions of dollars gambled on the sport of of just regular people's money. Like you need to have driver regulations. You, when millions of dollars are at stake, people cheat. Look at what's going yeah. on on Wall Street right now. Yeah, I, I, it, it does right now. The sport gives off an air of just uh, unregulated, not lawlessness, but really a lot, a lot, a lot of loose ends, especially the PGA Tour side of things. Not the sport, maybe in, at whole as a whole, but. I've started to feel recently like I've been had these internal battles. Like, are we all right? So the so the ped thing is like the peds is like it's a you gotta you. That's a very very delicate area to go into, right? Like you can't just start throwing that out there. But I've started had these internal battles. Like, are we going? Are we getting into terror areas with some some of these guys? And you know who they might be, where it's like we're like major league baseball reporters in like 1998 in the locker room. Like where there's like a lot of like quotes implicating sort of that there may be something going on. And so like there's that, but we have no idea. We'll never know. We'll have no, we don't know well, if Justin Thomas was suspended yeah. for well, and this is This is important. Kurt if you're a gambler, Slur. I want to know why Justin Thomas isn't playing for four weeks randomly. Right. You know, why right. is he not playing an event that he plays every single year out of the blue? We have, Kepka last year saying it goes on a lot more than you might think when he was talking about rebuilding sandcastles. Mm -hmm. um, we've, we hear anecdotally about things, very, very high-ranked players doing some super, super sketchy shit when they don't think anyone's looking, you know, to the point, almost to the point of like kicking their ball egregiousness. Um, like, so it just, it, and, then, and then you have the very basic fact that equipment's not like really being tested in any real way. Um, and, and so I thought it was sort of amusing that Xander came at him. Xander, you know, I, I don't think, I think Xander's driver being over the limit is not nearly as bad as Patrick Reed's kind of rules run-ins. I think maybe he did, uh, you know, I'm not trying to excuse Xander, but it, you know, maybe he thought it was close, whatever it was. But he certainly give, he certainly put it on a tee for use golf facts to come back. Xander being the one to go at him because Xander has in fact had a failed driver test on the record, whether it shouldn't have been leaked or it wasn't, you know, it was it wasn't really a failed test. I, I don't know. There and, there was a lot of pushback. And this is on the that, problem. Still. Here's the thing. Here's so golf, this is why the PGA Tour completely misses the boat with their policies. They think, oh, we can't have, nobody wants controversy. Here we are, a three-day-a-week podcast, and instead of talking about an unorthodox player for his generation, having a, putting together a win that now you start to look at his career and you're like, holy shit, Patrick Reed is heading to the Hall of Fame. And instead of talking yep. about that, which I have a ton of notes about. We're, we're spending 35 minutes talking about him cheating or potentially cheating. The tours lacks regulations and, uh, you know, not telling us when players are suspended and the implicate, the grander implications of that because they don't take care of their house. And it, you know, we have to talk about it. Um, just for the record, Xander, the talk amongst the boys isn't great, I guess, but he's protected by the tour. 
protected by the tour, and that's all that matters, I guess. Lanto Griffin, golf's a game of... Sc- Lanto, maybe a favorite here for a while. Lanto, like, come on, I love it. He's not necessarily the most decorated former FedEx number one, but, yeah, you know, he's be, not... You gotta not... be careful with what you're saying about a former FedEx Cup number one. <laughs> golf's a game of sportsmanship, sportsmanship, and it's tough to put us in a spot to call him out because we weren't there. But at the end of the day, I think 98% of the golfers out here, it's in question. If it's in question one way or the other, they're going to go the other way, not taking a drop. It didn't cross that type of deal. So it's tough to see. It's sad. It kind of pisses us, pisses us off, but it's the way it is. Hopefully something changes and come to a conclusion. Two of the more vocal ones, uh, I think a lot, many more were vocal sort of off the record and behind the scenes. Um, any other reaction to this? I, I, I think like from a broadcast perspective, Ken Tackett, there's a distinction. They're trying to build, build him up to be Gene Steratore and all that, but he's still an employee of the PGA tour, right? The Steratore, Mike Pereira, the college football guys, they don't work for the ACC. They don't work for the NFL anymore when they're doing the broadcast. Ken Tackett's there as a PGA tour official. He's still collecting checks. Uh, as far as I know from the PGA tour. So, He's not going to call out the, he's not going to disagree. Whereas like a Pereira or a Steratore is like, I would have gone the other way. I thought that was targeting or I thought that was interference. Um, like you can't uphold this. It should like tack it. There's a distinction there. He's still a PGA tour employee and he's going to probably be put in a position where he always has to defend what, ha- defend the, the ruling made. Um, and those rulings as are often the case going to be, shade more beneficial towards the player um all right what do you want to talk about with patrick reed sounds like you said you have a bunch of notes or do you have anything else you want to put a bow on you feel like i i was amazed at the telecast going in as hard i i think it was a really odd i mean it was an awful transition from golf channel to cbs today just because oh with the basketball. Inexcusable. It's 2021. We had 45 minute plus minutes before we saw the leaders on TV. And people, I, like, you had the PGA Tour live feed going on, on Golf Channel, but you're watching two groups that aren't really in the mix. Um, yeah, it's just, yeah. and, you know, yeah. it. Patrick Reed and his presser, they asked, you know, what was the most important shot? He said, the second shot on six. That was a shot that nobody saw. The most important shot of the tournament, nobody saw. And that's yeah. just inexcusable. It'd be like, you yeah. know what? We missed uh, we missed the Hail Mary. We were stuck in commercial. We, we were switching camera. Like, it's just inexcusable in 2021 for that to happen. Um, it can't. I'm not going to the app. I'm sorry. Like, that's just, a, it's a jumping through hoops. And the fact that they don't do that on Golf Channel now, where they have in the past, the three o'clock comes and you put CBS simulcast on the Golf Channel. I, I, I know it this goes is back like to the, just like, treating the golf fans like complete shit. But this is the new rights deal, and I, I know we've shot about the coverage gap. This is nothing new, but I, I, I was sitting there like kind of rubbing my temples, like, how, how does this happen? It's 2021, and we're just not able to watch the actual broadcast for almost 35 minutes. It's just, it doesn't, the tour wants to be out there front and center. And you just said, we missed the most important shot of the day by the winner's own admission. Um, I, by the way, projecting here, you talking about how you were surprised they were going hard. I thought golf channel went pretty hard on it 
I thought CBS went very yeah. hard or at least made it the, the, the focal point of all their coverage. I don't know that they do that last year mm-hmm. uh, when the rights deals weren't secured. I think that's the security of a new rights deal. I'm projecting here. I'm not, you know, but it feels like once those deals are locked up a little bit, you can you can sort of wade into a little. You don't have don't have to pretend it's a fantasy land all the time. So, um, what else? That's a, Anything so else from the a, coverage? I, I know you were worked up about the yeah, coverage. Yeah, so right that, and that's my main point. They went really hard, but you know, like kicking off that in a in a bunch tournament because you missed kind of like the most exciting part of the tournament. You know, um, and I think it was. It was important in a way. It was it was a really an interesting moment. We've never seen anything like that from from a telecast crew. I I I haven't. Um, you mean when they went to the round table, yeah, Frank? Where, IDF, where all they that. all just you know laid into the guy like that just does not happen in golf. And uh, wasn't a bad wasn't a good look for Tackett either. After no. they went right from Tackett oh. to there, all the non yeah, PG. you know. The flip side of that was they did it all face to face, and I I thought, hey, you could do all this while showing some golf shots, you know, um, sure. which, especially when they all said essentially the same thing. Yeah, I get it. I I kind of appreciated. It. I thought it was good. Mm-hmm. I actually thought it was good. But right, uh, damned if you do, damned. If you, it's, I, a, I, it's a hard right. situation. You got to show the golf like, shots. Like they all yeah. wanted. To, speak their mind they all wanted to unload the chamber i think you could tell that everybody there takes their job seriously takes golf seriously everybody there was pissed off and i think that's just in general golf fans are just in pissed off right now like if you're if you like golf and you're what you watch golf regularly this just has to aggravate you because and it's not this isn't a patrick reed problem it's the organization that allows patrick reed to continue to be a problem right and baked into that are, are these guys that aren't really supposed to talk about it right you can't you know the, the nba they talk about this league you know where guys will take call each other out on twitter right mm-hmm. i mean even draymond green last night just ripping into this rodney mcgruder rodney rodney mcgruder yeah. for the pistons who started some fight and he just dropping f-bombs like the fuck is that? It's like he doesn't not, like the players on tour aren't aren't like will get popped and fined for like conduct unbecoming and things like that. We saw that with Cameron Smith, the President's Cup. If they talk, the tour has created this sort of shelter in all the wrong ways. I remember talking to Ogilvy after the uh, JB Holmes situation. He talked about the pace of play, and I think I think it was the Japan tour. How it's exceptional. And I was like, how? How is it exceptional? He goes, well, it's because there's a great pride and in, in players call each other out and you don't want to be like they, they embarrass slow players. And sure enough, like it doesn't happen. And the fact that the, the modus operandi of the whole tour is that, hey, none of this can be public. Don't call anybody else out. We're all friends. Like that... That makes their job more difficult. If the players just spoke their mind and let it fly and didn't have to worry about getting fined, they Patrick Reed probably wouldn't be able to do everything that he does. But it's like what right. Xander said. He's protected by the tour, and that's all that matters. That's a, by, a damning quote. And by the way, it's Patrick Reed. I'm sorry. Like, he's not a rainmaker. Are you? We can talk about how his career is way more than 
Ricky for sure and people like that, but they are in fact not marketing him. He's not on the face of like the, you know, the players ads or the WGC ads or the, these guys are good or whatever ads. Like he's never been like, it's just an odd person. Cause you know, he is going to burn you again when you ride in. And I believe Patrick, right? Jay Monahan, I believe Patrick with the sandcastles issue. Like he is going to burn you again and put you right back in that position. It's just, it's not Tiger. It's not like somebody, like it's a weird thing that they have to tell everyone else to shut up. And I was shocked, shocked the Prince of Ponavidra. They, they, PJ Tour, quick to put out the video of Rory. Quick to write an article, an unbylined article about Rory and his drop, like uh, the Prince of Pontevedra catching, you know, some some drive by. It was a drive by shooting, friendly fire in this for the sake of protecting Patrick Reed. I I thought it was, but yeah, it's just it's it's Patrick Reed. I mean, make him it, make him out to be the villain, market him out to be the villain, right? I I just what are you were you scared of Justine Reed? I, I don't understand. Yeah, I, it's it's confusing, and I the thing I think is they they think that nobody will notice, and they think that their way is is the right way to go about this, and and that's the to the whole problem. I think there's just a it it goes back to the clubhouse is just a a symbol of of the entire philosophy over there, uh, not the clubhouse, the office building. Uh, that we talked about Friday. Got some good details on that, architectural experts. <laughs> I look forward to those. Let's uh, let me just put a bow on Reed here with yeah. with just yeah. Give I don't think I don't think his five shot lead against a very great field or five shot win. Okay, it should go untalked about a little bit. Let's talk. Well, we could talk about it at length. I don't care. We got all time. We're um, talking podcast. So Reed's wins. Tory Pines obviously. Great field this week. He won the Masters. He's won two playoff events, two WGCs, a Tournament of Champions. The Bob Hope was uh, an early win, and the Greensboro was an early win. Might be his first career. Greensboro was his first win over Spieth in a playoff. Spieth, yeah. Um, Yeah. So two B events in the nine, but everything else is either WGC Tournament of Champions or playoffs or, you know, Torrey, which was really good field here, right? So, yeah. you know, nine really good wins. And I, I just started to look at, okay, I always like to think about age continuums, like a group of players. Um, you know, who's his, his like, the guys, his peers on tour. So I did plus or minus three years of Patrick Reed. And you got a lot of okay. really good players in here. But you go okay. Rory, 26 wins, four majors. Brooks, 14 wins, four majors. Spieth, 14 wins, three majors. Justin Thomas, 14 wins, one major. Jason Day, 14 wins, one major. And the ages of those, Rory's 31, Reed is 30. Uh, Brooks is 30, Spieth 27, JT 27, Day 33. So then I put Reed right after that, which is pretty good company, you know? Mm -hmm. All those guys Mm -hmm. are... Definite Hall yeah, of Famer. Really good. Yeah. Uh definite. There's no Is Day? Yeah. Players and PGA and number one for a while. Dominant yeah. stretch of golf. Okay. I think he has to be. And then you go right. down next guy, right right next to which I think they're in like the next bracket, Bryson. Eight wins, one major, five runner ups. Just so everybody okay. knows, I did not count any hero world challenges. 
because we get to Ricky. Eight wins. Players, obviously. 16 runner-ups, which is crazy. Okay. Um, yeah. Hideki, seven wins. I omitted many Japan Tour wins from his... Uh, his uh, his count. Okay. I I, I kept okay. the um, Dunlop Phoenix and the Japan you Open. Are, I, I had to, PGA Tour Andy over there, just omitting worldwide. Well, events. I had to keep. I kept the National Open and the Dunlop. When I, I when I you. saw T five, so that gave him more OWGR points than wins. I I that's where I cut the cut off. Okay. I, and I cut All his right. hero win. Okay. Um, okay, this is a good class that we're well, just to give us some perspective. So Riser Hatton Hatton's won seven times since 2016. So right. we're at the we're this group is the group, right? They they're I don't think we're gonna have any guys that come onto the radar at this point and make this list, right? So this is pretty much who the cream of the crop of this generation are, right? 30 what is it what 33, it 33, 33 to, 27? to 27 yeah okay um okay you got hatton with seven wins all since 2016 that's a guy that's rising quick i think like him and bryson are the Come ones on. on the up and up and you see guys that are fading out like jason day might be the oldest 33 year old in the history of golf yeah. um yeah. tommy fleetwood five wins at age in uh age 30 two runner-ups in majors um Cantley twenty eight three wins, Berger twenty seven three wins, and that's like the only guys that made it. So, so of this entire group, who who would you say one or two guys ha, do you think has the ability to have the most longevity game? So that right? that's the thing. It's like Reed has been kind of chugging along. Like you look at Brooks Spieth. Are in day, they kind of got theirs fast mm-hmm. in a period, and it, we we don't know. I, I'm not going to count Brooks out. I'm not putting Brooks necessarily right now in the same bucket as Day and Spieth, but their best golf might be gone. We may never see that golf again. Staying power, it really does feel like Reed. He's going to be with us for 15 years, taking embedded ball relief. I I don't know. It just. Feels like somebody who can win in a lot of different ways and a lot of different places and against really, really good fields as you were eliminate, uh, you know, illustrating with some of those events that he's won. I was looking through some historical comps um, where he could get to, and one stuck out. Ben Crenshaw, 19 tour wins and uh, two majors. Also, not to mention... Um, He's a complete nut job mentally. Yeah. And I say that in a complimentary way, right? He is someone that's, I mean, uh, from a mindset when it comes to winning and being motivated by whatever, baby straw men or what, he seems told, like really uh, unperturbed by even the most, you know, volcanic circumstances around him. Um, it seems like somebody who can do this for a long time, no matter what personal or sort of personal situations he has, you know, all these pros have right off the course stuff that might blow up on him and it tanks their career for time or it, it you know, focus goes away. Patrick Creed, I, I don't know. seems that I'm not suggesting he has tiger levels of sort of focus and 
I don't know. Drive is not the word, but but I guess focus is more it. I th- I mean this in a complimentary way. He is kind of this 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 psychotically locked in player, and and no matter how the crazier it is around him, and the more intense the scrutiny is, it seems to be it seems to make him better. One one other thing, you know, from that that Faraday episode, let us in that. He lives a very expensive lifestyle, so he's also kind of probably going to be motivated to keep earning. I guess he does. Yeah, I think he lives an expensive lifestyle in one way, and then pretty simple and basic in some other ways. But you're right. You're right. The, well, and the and there's no decorated. there's no we as we know there's no residual income. There's no advertiser income coming in the door. <laughs> He's not getting. He's definitely not getting paid off the course like anybody else on that list I just rattled off. The team read agency is. Yeah, he doesn't have the deals. He's wearing the Titleist hat. I wonder if they're going to pay him not to wear it now, as as he has to explain himself on camera. All day. It'd be great if he went uh, to a team read hat. You know, it'd have some sort of like overly patriotic motif. Just yeah. You know, an eagle flying with the flag and its weight and its talons, or something like that. So um, the point of the right. point of this whole exercise, and you yeah. hit on this a little bit, but there are guys that are going to go up and down, right? I think like if you were looking at guys that are going to go up in the immediate future, Bryson, but we don't know how long that upward trajectory that could be heading for one of those you know short bursts. And then there's going to be guys that just are constant gainers. And I think Reed might be in that bucket. Like, I think he'll track down Jason Day, you know, in terms yeah. of wins. I, I think, yeah. you know, Spieth, I don't think he'll catch in majors, but he's going to catch him in wins. And you, you look at that, start to think about it that way. The thing also that I thought about a lot is like Hatton is a guy to really watch. Why? Set, I don't know. I didn't do the math, but I don't know how many guys have more wins since 2016 than him. I imagine Brooks is on that list, but JT maybe. But since 2016, I don't know. He probably is third or third on this list in wins. We got some great like hat and color from like somebody who grew up playing with him in England and said, you know. He is as nuts as he looks. Like uh, he gets as tempered. Some the, I don't have the specifics in front of me, but the guy talked about how he broke another player's or a partner's clubs because he wasn't happy with what the partner did. Like threw his partner's clubs into a pond and broke them. It's just some good stuff I'll, there. I'll I, say I, this: Hatton seems whatever whatever Hatton does now is a lot better than what he probably did when he was fifteen. Yes. Yes. Right, right. Um, so all this with the read stuff, it gets back to sort of the point we, we had. A, I had a Friday too. Like he should be this champion, this hero of, for the people because he's on, among the top fifteen and among the set you just spoke about. Aside from maybe speed, he's not doing the ball speed yes. wars. He's not this power player. He's this guy who's like, how how is he under par today? How did he scramble like that? You know. The short he game should was be just someone, unbelievable. It's, he should be someone that we're champion all the time. As this, he's so different from everybody in the top ten in the world, besides maybe Webb. And 
There's well, just Webb, so much baggage Webb, here. Webb is like an epically great iron player. Patrick Reed is right. not no a, a great, green. Yeah, he's not a great iron player or a great driver of the golf ball. And you look at this list, and everybody's going to say, "Oh, Jordan Spieth." Jordan Spieth. What, what got yeah. him on this list was epically great iron play. He's the only guy on this list. Sans Ricky, really. And Ricky, Ricky might be dead, you know. <laughs> that is not a great iron player or a great driver or extremely proficient at both. Maybe not great right. at, at either, but extremely good at both. Yeah, yeah. And, and, and here he is, nine wins, a, ma- a, ma- a Masters, WGCs. He's not winning, you know, the deer four times yes. over. It's crazy. It's it's. I I invoked Seve. I know that's our European friends that will. I, I'm not suggesting Patrick Reed approaches anything like Seve, but there was an opportunity if he, he didn't have so much of this nonsense and drama around him and had. Uh, I don't know. It's, his charisma is nil. But it just is so fun to watch him grind. It's so fun to watch him grind out these rounds and whip all these guys who are aces, Tita Green. And unfortunately, we're sort of left with the nut of the Patrick Reed story being the, I don't know, the circus-like characters who are in his camp and these constant rules issues and his sort of frosty personality uh, and clear delusional personality or delusional statements often around all of these things. I, I, I just wish we could sort of, we can separate the golf cause we do, we praise it, but you know, and when we look at the sum of the parts, it's, it's very much overshadowed. Mm-hmm. Um, speaking of the circus characters, do you have anything to say about the burner account being, <laughs> I mean, it's just unbelievable that happened. Is it? Is it unbelievable? I think it's perfectly believable. Well, it's is just, it still it's up? It's I'm just blocked. It's unbelievable. As last time I checked, it was. But it's unbelievable that it happened the night everything was blowing up, and it didn't oh. just happen some random night. Like it's just unbelievable that the day it, it capped off in a, like a ridiculous day. It was the cherry on top. I mean, on a serious perspective, we just talked about um, how these players aren't really supposed to say anything bad about Patrick Reed or they get fined. Like, there's someone very clearly connected with Patrick Reed talking shit about like Justin Thomas and like Rory, kind of everybody. And, And. Look, we all kind of knew. I thought it was like her dad. I had heard a while ago, you know, people sleuthing around that it was registered to her dad. And I thought, you know, it was an in-law. Or, but like the slip up was made by Justine, right? It's not Patrick. Who knows? It was, Patrick Reed been, is not tweeting from his own account even. No. It was absolutely Justine. on the Didn't switch the accounts. Justine tweets for Patrick, I'm sure. And she tweets apparently at used golf facts. I, it's such a circus. I don't know. It was just so great that that we all knew that was the case, right? I mean, lot of lot of issues in that camp. 
lot of issues in that camp. Anything else from the weekend on uh, the farmer's insurance? I, again, my whole thing with the procedure, somebody used the analogy, a close friend of the program, they were like praising Ted Bundy for pitching up, picking up hitchhikers on his way to offing them. When you talk about the way he did stuff by the book, his procedure. It, it wasn't embedded. It could not have been embedded. And that's where everything begins and ends. Co- a couple um, other things. As and ends, low, low Rory yep. Sabatini. How about that? Well, Rory. They played together. They played together. Unbelievable. And P- PGA Tour Live. Kevin Stadler made his first cut since 2014. Did you hear that? Yeah. He was on PGA Tour Live because I think he was with Phil, I believe. Uh, I, 2014. Unbelievable. Brooks, uh, Brooks misses the cut three consecutive starts for the first time in his PGA Tour career. I don't know what's going on there. Me I don't know. Yeah, I don't want to say anything. I, I, I don't know. I'm not. I'm not super hopeful. I, I, I'm hopeful that he gets back, but I, my optimism is waning. That this is. We just we haven't seen anything sustainable. You know, it's it, it's he's kind of fallen into this bucket where I have Spieth, where I I just need to see something for more than one round, more than three rounds and a four round tournament more than really more than one week. You know, I need to see well, so, so, a, him string together a couple performances. Yeah. Me again, he doesn't really care about the PG tour events. So I'm just worried Were those 18 months, like a super hot aberration or so. And this is, I, I don't know. I, I don't, I don't think that's the case. He's still contended in November, like got his way at the masters kind of worked his way in the conversation, but. All right, what else you got? Odds and ends. Um, odds and ends. I mean, Tony Finau. We should do. <sighs> I feel bad for the second place. I, I can't do the Finau stuff anymore. I mean, I can, but not. This isn't what the day to do it. I. All right, let's. I don't think he was catching Patrick Reed. I'm, I'm done. I, I got nothing else. Should we huh? give Paul Casey his props for winning sure. Dubai? Good job, Paul Casey. You know, his fifteenth win, emotional, meant a lot to him. Uh, where did Westy go? I don't know. 17th. Hey, Westy Blend is live. Yeah. Got me through this podcast. I'm sipping on the Westy Blend. T- T-17 for Westy. Even par. Yeah. Uh, Not bad. That's, uh, Not Lori bad. Kander's been playing really well lately. And how about this Kyle, Kyle Samuja? I like that name. Samuja. Yeah, he's always around. Samuja. Yeah. He's always around. All right, what's your other thing? You you said you want to do some new. No, segment. I just was thinking about something, and I figured I'd I wanted to I wanted to get I wanted to get your thoughts on it, and I wanted I was what? curious if anybody in the greater audience would know. I was driving my car today, and uh, I was going to the the grocery store, and I was I. Uh, Where is this going? To my right was a group of bikers, and I just started thinking about biker gangs. My, motorcyclists yeah. or cyclists? Motorcyclists. Like, uh, Lance Armstrong types. Okay. How do these All things right. come about? How how do you get into a bike gang? Like, you know, do you do you purchase you purchase a motorcycle? Do you ride around alone until you find one? <laughs> um the other thing, like why do they ride together? They they don't talk to each other. You know, they get to a stoplight and nobody talks. Well, that's a good point. Where are they going? 
There's another question I had. They're just out to ride, feeling the breeze. Okay, but who hair. decides where they're going? How, who decide? How do they know where to meet? Who decides where they're going? Do different people take the turns leading them? Is it like, oh, you know, Jeff is taking the lead. He's turning right. Does everybody have to follow? They go to biker bars, I imagine, right? Well. Which I wonder if the COVID, the pandemic has created sort of a... a I'm just so the rank. I I I was genuinely curious about how all this works. What I what I saw, I just started thinking about it. It's like, how do all these guys know each other? You know. <laughs> well, could it be similar to like a golf group that sort of organically develops around the Saturday mornings at a at a golf course? It could be right. So there's some overlap and then I don't, I don't know, you meet at the biker bar and then your ranks grow and you figure out more times and places. I I get now there's probably message boards and electronic ways of organizing. So say I went out and I, bought a motorcycle. If I just rode around and then I found a biker gang out there riding, <laughs> do you think I could just join up with them like a single at a public course in the morning? <laughs> They might be suspicious. It might take some. You might have to prove yourself. I don't know that you could. I I don't know. You could just start riding with them like that. I don't know how any of this works. I'm not in one or been around one. This is. These are all questions that I had today, and I was. So you pulled up next to them, and just mine started racing. Yeah, I had all these things just flooded my brain. Good stuff. I like it. What a way to end. Monday, Monday podcast, first February 1st, new month. Anything else? We good? I think we're good. There's so much to talk about. I feel like we left some stuff on the table at Patrick Reed's drop. I don't think but. we talked about enough how freaking good he was today <laughs> around the greens. I thought we did. It was un- unbelievable. Like the shot on I mean, 10 the, was insane from that behind the green. The lie right. was just awful. It's just insane how good he is. You just, you expect him to get up and down from everywhere. And it's crazy that that's like, no matter where he is, you expect him to get up and down. And it is sad that that skill, which is so like his like we said, his style is so rare to thrive on the PGA Tour, and yet we talked for 40 minutes about everything else that didn't involve how good he played to beat to dust. He dusted a really good field. Well, I think the larger point is, yeah, whatever. It, it, it's it's illustrating some real warts with the PGA Tour right now, mm-hmm. right? That, it's the Reed, this is behavior. more than Patrick Reed. It's the PGA Tour that that created this. Right, right. Why do you say that? Just because it's just the way the they've the enabled they've rolls. enabled him yeah. to be to do enabled this shit for sure. Yeah. All right, we're gonna talk ourselves in circles. Everyone, enjoy your Mondays. We'll be back Wednesday with uh, you know I'm sure some Saudi uh, Saudi international news content. Well, that's coming up. We got. Uh, where are we going? Phoenix, Phoenix Open, influencers, man, tough, tough scene for the influencers this year, right? And they have no PGA show, and they have no Phoenix Open, you know, crowds to get all their different, you know, activations and different 
social media type hijinks going on. So a tough scene for the influencers this week. But we'll be back on uh, Wednesday.